Hi, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Jeremy. And welcome to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I discuss our favorite childhood movies. This is gonna be fun. We can stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making waffles. Since we were kids, we've been obsessed with movies and have found ourselves always speaking to each other in movie quotes. To the point that we formed many inside jokes, or as we like to call them, Inside, inside quotes. quotes. That was bloody brilliant. Each episode, my brother and I will be taking turns picking a movie to rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. Mm. I know some of these words. We hope you'll join us for the ride, and maybe we'll make a few inside quotes of our own. Enjoy the show! And now, our feature presentation. Welcome back to episode 28 of Inside Quotes. I'm your host, Jonathan. I'm here with my brother, Jeremy. We're here to cover another excellent kids' movie from our childhood. Jeremy, why don't you say hello to everybody? What's up, cheap chislers? <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack, everybody. Speaking of quack, quack, did you see a release date for the new Mighty Ducks uh, series on Disney Plus today? I absolutely did not. You know why? Because I wasn't on Disney Plus today. Because the movie that we're covering today isn't on Disney Plus. That is true. Uh, I expected it to be fully, and I went to watch the movie last night, and I'm like, it's not here. I looked up. (laughs) Apparently, it's on HBO Max right now, for whatever reason. But luckily, I've got the DVD. So do you. Uh, Do we got that DVD? (laughs) Luckily, me and you have been collecting our movies since we were eight years old. That's right. This one, actually, I probably haven't had this one as long. I think it's one that I've I've picked up in recent years because it is a staple of our childhood and staples need representation staple. on the DVD rack. That is for sure. All right. Now, this is a staple. It really is. And, and, and when I and when I say it's a staple, everyone, I mean, it's a staple of our childhood. I probably haven't seen this movie in 10 years. I was thinking about 10. that. I was thinking about that, too. I. I have not seen this since we lived at the Oakdale house. I'm sure. Wow. There's so, no way I watched this in high school. That's too, that's too, I was, I was too busy watching like star Wars and Lord of the Rings and other cool movies like that. There's no way I've seen this since before 2010. I mean, since <laughs> after 2010. Yeah, no, there's no way. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> um, I regret that because this movie slaps. <laughs> I love it. Man. It mushes. <laughs> this movie mushes. Wait, what's it what's that soup called? Slump. Slop. This this movie slumps. Well, that's what the critics said. I think it has like a twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, for real? Yeah, I mean <laughs> I could see that. I could see that for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that slump stuff actually looked kinda good. Am I, is it just well, me? It's probably just me. Well, it's it's made up of all the parts that you don't want to eat. In Miami <laughs> we call those hot dogs. I don't know, man. It looked awfully familiar to a nice fresh can of Denty Moore beef stew. Ooh. That's some good stuff right there. Be careful, children. It's a lot of sodium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
uh, Jeremy, this was your pick of the movie we chose this week. So why don't you tell the listeners what we're reviewing? We're covering the movie Snow Dogs. <laughs> Not Snow Day, but Snow Dogs. That's it, right. We're doing back-to-back snow snow movies uh, because it's January and it, it do be snowing sometimes. Yes. I was preparing for this episode and trying to pull up the movie on IMDb and I just kept typing in Snow Day because I've just been <laughs> it's been on my mind since last week. Yep. We will see if this movie's better than Snow Day. Who knows? You know, so we're just trying to keep the theme going. We're going to watch Snow Day, Snow Dogs, and then another kid's snow movie, The Revenant. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to say Snow Den. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just did a quick search of uh, movies with snow in the title, and and The Revenant came up (laughs) next to Snow Dogs. (laughs) That is a very snowy movie. Have you seen it? No, I've never watched it. Dude, it's actually pretty good. Another movie came up, which I haven't seen. But there is some trivia about it that relates to Snow Dogs is the movie Eight Below. Did you ever watch that movie? Uh, I think I think I checked it out from the library one time with Paul uh, Walker. Yeah, that's definitely a library movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I remember it trying to be like Snow Dogs, only serious. And I was like, <laughs> come on, where's the laughs? Yeah, but I, I do remember it being really good. Yeah, I. I feel like I've maybe saw it one time. I I really don't remember it, but I do know that the uh, some several of the dogs from Snow Dogs are in that same in that movie just a few years later. So, yeah, that's the the trivia there. They all look the same, but I don't know if it's Demon. I don't know if it's the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Demon and Nana are the only ones I know. Nana. Jeremy, do you remember the first time you ever watched this movie? I don't necessarily. Um. I remember getting this on VHS. This is my first okay. first time getting it on VHS. Um, and I remember watching it like soon after Christmas. So I guess mm-hmm. January is the perfect time for it. Um, and I remember wishing that I was in Alaska mushing or whatnot. So <laughs> the first time I watched this, I, I really don't have all the details but I know, I know I watched this in a college classroom at Florida College. Why? And I don't know. I don't know <laughs> why. It, and it was part of like, like a school event, like an FCA event. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we, we went over to the college for like a day. I don't know if it was like oh. a fun day. And we were in that in McCarthy Auditorium or that yeah. classroom. And I remember... One of the teachers like setting up the projector in there, and I was like, "What are we doing?" We're like, "Oh, we're watching Snow Dogs." I was like, "Oh, cool! I didn't get a chance to see that in theaters. That looked funny." <laughs> and I had no expectations going into it, and I just remember it being like the funniest movie I'd ever seen. And I was so like, I couldn't wait to buy it. Well, any movie's gonna be better than school, so that's already got that going for it. That movie could suck, and if you didn't have to go to school, it's a good movie. <laughs> for the life of me, I cannot remember like what the reason we were over there was for, but it doesn't matter. We were watching Snow Dogs, and it was awesome. It was a good it's, time. It was a good time. Jonathan, I'm, I'm coming to the conclusion that our childhood in our school growing up was kind of consisted of mainly just watching movies. I don't even remember learning. Hey, that's private school for you. <laughs> <laughs> Way to flex on everybody that we went to private school. Yikes. Do be like that, though. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, that's why I wanted to ask if you were a part of that group 
that went over there that day. Do you remember that? I kind of, that does sound really familiar. I do remember going to McCarthy and watching a movie, but I don't remember it being Snow Dogs. Uh, uh, what grade were you in? I mean, probably fourth grade, maybe. Okay, then I probably would have been in kindergarten at the time. Yeah, I, I was probably the college napping. classroom was probably, I mean, it wasn't big enough for like the whole school to get in there or anything like that. So it wasn't like a school-wide event, but yeah. it was more than my class. I do remember that. So Yeah. No, I, I probably was napping hard. Yeah, probably. Hey, Jonathan. So I've got a uh, special guest that would like to come on the pod for a little bit. Okay. All right. I figured since this is the first uh, podcast episode that, movie that we've uh, covered that has dogs in it. Oh. <laughs> Just hit the mic. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you down after this. Since this is our first movie that actually has a dog in it, I figured we'd call in a resident expert um, to talk about this movie or share her opinions. Uh, podcast Inside Quotes. Everybody meet Ellie. This is our dog. Hello, Ellie. So, welcome to the pod, Ellie. Um, I just want you, in like two sentences, maybe like say uh, your thoughts on Snow Dogs. Like, who's your favorite character? Um, if if you think dogs were well represented, just go ahead. Did you have a crush on Demon? Did you have a crush on Demon? Hmm. I think that is a yes. It's a no comment okay. there. Such a well-behaved dog. She's really sweet. <laughs> All right, Ellie. Thanks for coming on the show. I'll have to get you on our next next dog movie. That's not. She's not very talkative. She's not a very good podcast host. No, she's not a. She's not one. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie, for sharing your opinions. Yes, Ellie. In my will, I'm going to leave you my outhouse and all of its contents. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our man. Thunder Jack. Thunder Jack? He got hit by thunder. Twice. You can't get hit by thunder. <laughs> thunder Jack is here on the pod. Welcome to the show. James Coburn. <laughs> How much you want for them dogs? I'll give you 200 for them. <laughs> He's going to rip them off. He's a cheap chiseler. What can I say? <laughs> you cheap chiseler. Oh, man. All right. Let's get into the movie here. So we start out 1970s or 80s or whatever it says. And 77. 77. Little Cuba Gooding Jr. In, the, mm -hmm. in his dad's dentist's office. It's, it's bring your son to work day. And... It has one of the best transitions of all childhood cinema, I would say. Uh, it, he takes a look into one of his patient's mouths, and it's disgusting, so he throws up. But as he's throwing up, it switches from sink to water slide. And here comes adult Cuba Gooding Jr. Coming down the slide. And it's seamless. Into a pool in Miami. Yeah. So life is good in Miami. I like that whole... Like it, it shows how perfect his life is mm -hmm. that he doesn't know that he's adopted <laughs> and he's got like his face on buses and <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got just like this great life. He's living it up. 
He's like a celebrity dentist almost. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> he's got his face on the buses. Uh, he's got the practice there. And I was trying to figure out like, they there when he goes into the office finally like what time is it how's he have <laughs> like he I have no he's not idea. getting up at like 7 a.m to like go do all this stuff he's like going for a run he's going to the pool he's driving around town he's going out to eat you see him eating breakfast yeah you know and then like all his patients are just like waiting on him there <laughs> at, at the office and i'm like it's gotta be like noon by now <laughs> he's on miami time baby that's true um no it, he, there's the other doctor is there as well that that's true cisco cisco i don't know the other the doctor name oh rupert hmm. the best name rupert brooks apparently it's his cousin in there well because it's ted brooks and then it says dr rupert brooks so it's probably his huh. cousin or his brother but they don't ever mention that yeah that's that's interesting i guess it's not really his cousin either spoiler alert oh yeah <laughs> So yeah, life is good in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, then all of a sudden, this really stylish Hawaiian guy, or <laughs> the really stylish guy in a Hawaiian shirt, shows uh-huh. up and he says he's being sued, or he's being served. Yeah. And oh, that's the will, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, "Ah, you got to go." He's like, what this about? What this about? <laughs> okay, I want to say that Ru- Rupert is like one of the best characters in this movie. Oh, yeah. By yeah. far. <laughs> He's one of the standouts. One of the things I, I definitely was looking forward to because I remember him being pretty funny. For sure. He's like, oh, man, I hope, I hope it's not about that one kid. I shouldn't have been drilling left-handed, but he dared oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> like you're a doctor. <laughs> he dared me. You know I had to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know I had to do it to him. That was uh, that was pretty good. But uh he goes and sees his mom. His mom's just hanging out in the office. I don't know what she does there. She just makes cookies. Yeah. That's her sole purpose in life is just to make random cookies at all times. <laughs> and he gets on to her for passing them out in the dentist's office because, you know, sugar cookies are bad for the teeth. But mm-hmm. she's a baller. That's pretty smart. I mean Yeah. It's a real baller Re- move. I mean, keeps the customers coming back. Yeah, repeat business. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he finds out she after he gets served these uh, these papers with this will. He's like, I don't know who this Lucy woman is here. And uh, his mom's over there, over in the corner. It's like, oh no, my past is coming back to oh, haunt me. No. <laughs> Family secrets. That's that's red flag strike number one for bad parenting. <laughs> uh, we'll get into it throughout this whole episode, but I'm not a fan of his mom at all. No, (laughs) she is in the way. (laughs) She can't even tell him that he's adopted and he's like 30 years old and a doctor. Like, come on, you got (laughs) to figure that out by now. She only told him because, because this, this went down. That's for sure. She never, she would have taken that to the grave, which is even scarier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so then he finds out he's adopted and faints and pretty much turns into depressed Ted. Um, yeah, this this made no sense to me. Me neither. You go ahead. Uh, just all of a sudden, he's just questioning his entire life. And like, I know it's like big news, but it's like. Th- this part of the movie confused me because the opening scene 
you know, when he like he looks in the the patient's mouth mm-hmm. and he throws up and it's just like that doesn't make me seem like he wants to grow up and be a dentist. He doesn't. He doesn't. And he kind of said that like he didn't care about being that. You could tell but, he didn't want that even before the even before the throwing up. But uh but the reason he became a dentist is because he wanted to he wanted to do what his dad did. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I guess once he found out that his dad wasn't his actual dad, then he was like, should I even be a dentist? But that is his actual dad. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, it, it, and it's just confusing because of like the whole montage at the beginning. It's just like it's showing like he's living his life and everything and yeah. living it up in Miami. And he loves it. I mean, even when he it's not just him living in Miami and liking the area. It's like when he goes into the office, you know, he he owns a place. He's, yeah. he's talking to the patients. He. You know, it seems like he truly loves it. <laughs> you know, we'll so be it's with like you in a while to make you smile or whatever he said. <laughs> but so he that, goes, that he was goes from happy go lucky Ted and he just goes straight into drowning himself in the Atlantic Ocean. Like what? <laughs> and I, I noticed in watching this movie here, I feel like there's a lot of just like the editing is really choppy in this movie. It just like, yeah, it just really cuts from like one scene to the next. And it's just like, there's not a lot of explanation in between. So yeah, specifically that scene where it just like it cuts from them to him to walking on the beach. It was just like, that was a weird cut. There was another weird cut. It was like after he lands in Alaska on the ice, then it like, there's this weird cut to him. Like now he's on the ice getting pushed around by like, by the wind, <laughs> by like this yeah. like storm or whatever. <laughs> It it just seemed like it was going from like one one uh I don't know funny scene to the next and not a lot of like explanation of like how he gets there. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I just felt like the editing wasn't very good in this movie. Not at all. Um <laughs> it is a low budget kids movie for sure. Um they spent most of their money probably on well, location and the CGI for the dogs oh man facial expressions i didn't notice that i just figured they trained the dogs but yeah of course it's kids yeah i mean they cgi'd the facial expressions for the dogs which was actually pretty good skipping ahead here there's that scene that dream sequence with the talking dogs Mm -hmm. okay now there's like three scenes that i remember when I think about this movie and that's one of them, <laughs> it's just like a standout one to me, even though I don't even particularly like the scene. I just nah, think of like that scene weird. and it's like in the trailer and stuff. Yeah. So I guess that's why you, you um, got your hopes up in the trailer thinking like the dogs would be talking. Okay. But did you even know who like voiced some of these dogs? You really stepped in it this time, bud. <laughs> did you no, look I up some of these people? No. Do you know who voiced demon? He sa- he sounded familiar to me. Hold up. Go ahead. Who? So, Jim Belushi. <laughs> Why? Just like, I, didn't even, I don't even... This, that, that's my question. There's like a bunch of random people doing voices in this scene that I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't recognize any of their voices. But like, Sean Astin is one of the dogs. Why? Uh, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, Frank Welker, he's like a voice actor. Uh, from like Scooby-Doo and a bunch of stuff. So that makes yeah. sense. Um, Corey Feldman. Um, there's a few oh, other man. names that I recognize, like Bridget Fonda, but I don't, I don't really know them really from any, anything. 
But I was just like, why did they get the most random celebrity cameos for this what? random scene? There's like no connection there. I don't understand it. <laughs> Maybe they just were cashing in a few favors or something. I don't and know. I feel, and I feel like no kid is going to recognize any of those names anyway. Like, no. <laughs> um, do we so, recognize the director at all? I looked up the director and I did want to mention a few things because he he's done a few good movies. Um, his name's Brian Levant. And his Wikipedia page says like he's known for making he's known for making movies that the critics don't like. <laughs> um, but he's a pretty big like kids movie director. He he worked on Beethoven, the Flintstones movies, uh, both of them. He did Jingle All the Way. Classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he didn't direct, but he wrote the leave it to beaver movie which is a stands out to us he's okay. he's one of the writers yeah, yeah. on that so uh are we there yet and things start to go downhill though when he has a christmas story too in his, uh, uh, his credits there you know you but. lost it for me right there bud <laughs> <laughs> um okay i'm just now i was today years old when i found out that this was based off of a book I did not know that either, and I, I wanted to mention that on the podcast too, because this doesn't say based on a book. This doesn't say no. inspired by the book. It says suggested by the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Winter Dance by Gary Paulson. Yeah, the guy who wrote Hatchet, which we had to so, read. And I. Okay, so Hatchet was one of those books where yeah, we all let's read talk Hatchet. together. Let's do it. Okay, okay. It was, an, it was a fifth grade curriculum book for us and it was one of those where i was just like "Mm, i'm being forced to read this i don't want to read this but (laughs) it's also one of those books where i was being stubborn about it and then i actually read it and i loved it Mm -hmm. that that is a great book and uh i'm glad i read it and i actually have been itching to read that again now that i am talking about it um okay so i i read that book as well i think i read that earlier than I should. I feel like I did that with a few things because I feel like I read that in third grade. And so I don't think I had the, quite the reading comprehension that I should have. Um, but it was yeah. one of those things. I read it and it's like, oh, I kind of enjoyed this. And then I we we had that program, uh, Accelerated Reader, mm-hmm. at our school where you had to read it and you got AR points. You took a quiz on the computer, asked you questions about the book. And I did not pass that test. That's for sure. I got like three out of 10, right? So I did not get, I did not get any points for that, that book. Back at it again with the poor reading comprehension skills. (laughs) (laughs) So when I saw this was a book that he wrote, I was like, oh, hatchet. Like ever since I failed that test, like I did like it, but I don't like it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's like, fine. I didn't like that book anyway. (laughs) I wish they would make a movie out of it. That would be great. So he uh, he decides to take the trip out to Alaska for this uh, will reading. He shows up at the airport and then he thinks he's going to miss his flight. <laughs> okay, yeah. I want to talk about this part okay. for sure. Okay, so this scene, he's going crazy in the airport, running past. He doesn't even scan his boarding pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot do that post 9-11 and i was thinking this i thinking this movie came out before 9-11 but it came out in january of 2002 yeah and obviously it was filmed way before 9-11 mm-hmm. so that has 
that has got to be poor timing. Because he was going, he was, he did not have any, uh, he was going crazy in the airport. Like, mm-hmm. he would have definitely gotten arrested. And he was out on the tarmac. Like, what the heck? So, and the thing <laughs> that stood out to me about that is you see him like, oh, he's, he thinks he's going to miss the flight. And he's, so he's like running down the, down the terminal. He's trying yeah. to go through that. And then it cuts and, you know, another weird cut to him out on the tarmac. And you see, you know that like that hallway that extends out to where you get on the plane. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just see that in the background, and it's like it's not connected to anything. So I'm like, okay, did he run to the end of the hallway, <laughs> jump <jumped> out? out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Probably. jump down like twelve feet or something like Wait. that. <laughs> and then he's running after this plane, and then you realize, oh, it's that's not the plane. It's this like little crop duster plane or whatever. <laughs> that. <laughs> Which, by the, the way. The town uh, attorney slash plumber slash everything else is also the pilot. And stop to tell Ketna. Oh man, <laughs> uh, I just want to admire that plane because that's a small plane, and I cannot believe that it made it all the way from Miami to Tolketna, Alaska, nonstop. Like, nah, I had to have run. It's not from gas. Miami. That's not from Miami. Yes, it was. <laughs> no, it was not. See, it, they don't explain it, but you have to assume he goes to another airport like in Alaska that's just not okay. on the, in the middle it of nowhere. It says nonstop. Or, or a connecting flight somewhere else. <laughs> nah, I'm going to... Okay, okay, I can... Ex- you know why it's an Alaskan thing? Because whenever he flies back at the end, Barb and that pilot is like they're waiting for him. So they didn't like fly to Miami just to meet him at the airport to tell Thunder Thunder Jack stuck in the cave. That's true, and that's also <laughs> where he got the uh, the the Powerade sponsor guy. Oh yeah. Why does every racing movie in the mid two thousands have to have a a French superior villain? <laughs> I am coming for you, Ricky Booby. Ricky Booby. <laughs> <laughs> what I can't remember which part of the movie it is, but. I th- actually, I think it's before he goes to the airport. He he has a dream or whatever, and it shows him like he he's imagining what it's like for his like mom to like after she gives birth to him and she like pulls up <laughs> open the the blanket to reveal him and it's like his face superimposed yeah. on a baby, <laughs> and he wakes up like screaming. He's like it's like ah, I'm an Eskimo. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I laughed at that. I I'll be honest, I. I felt like I didn't really enjoy this movie as as much as I thought I was going to. It had some really good moments, some really funny moments, but I was definitely like picking this one apart as I was watching oh, it. Oh, yeah, I was more. too, but I'm going to say um you can't you can only pick apart a staple so much. Yeah. And it's still hanging on the wall for me. It's still stapled. Yeah. In the figurative sense. Cuz I love this movie now even more. I'm scared of dogs, and I like this movie. Now I'm not, and I love it even more. <laughs> well, part of that too is, I I think it's I think I like movies where the character is scared of the dogs, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or don't like dogs because I could relate to that. <laughs> so it's like he, you could tell he doesn't like the dogs in this movie. In like a movie like Sea Spot Run, for example, Ooh, like, yeah. he's, a, he's a mailman, yeah. you know. Dogs are his arch enemy, you know. Bleecker Street, Dogtown. Tice. <laughs> we'll get into that staple one day. Ooh, that's gonna be good. 
Yeah, and, and I think the aspects of this movie that I don't like we're getting into is like it's just like the some of the family drama and stuff. Specifically, the Barb character, I do not like. Really? Okay. I did not like her. I think she's a little creepy. It she felt just too much popping up out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. you know, whatever. She she's shooting her shot. It's fine. So specifically, he gets to Tolketna and he walks into the to the bar. And there's just a shot where like it zooms in on her specifically on Barb, and she's like, "He oh, looks just like her. He looks just like her." And I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is so like Hallmark movie, it's like so bad." Yeah, I cannot take this. <laughs> and he's, so, she's the only one that had connections with her apparently in the town of twelve people. <laughs> yeah, she she had a few few good moments, but there were some scenes where I was like, "Oh, I do, I just do not like this. <laughs> I do not like her that much." <laughs> Um, but she's not too bad, but anyway, um, yeah, he gets, he gets to the, to the bar and they have the, uh, you know, the will reading and we already quoted it, but basically the standout quote from this movie is like, that's Thunder Jack. He got hit by thunder twice. This is where you get introduced to all the wacky characters, wacky Mm -hmm. town citizens. Uh, you've got your, uh, Tony Hawk pro skater, weird looking, the two punks. Punk dudes with <laughs> crazy red hair and spikes. <laughs> and you've got you've got the midget sorry, you've got the little person, little people playing chess by the window. And you've got uh I've got a canker sore right in the back of my throat. Is that uh Bill Murray's brother, that guy? Yeah, yeah. He is okay. So yeah, it's got some uh good like background like classic old men side characters with like the iconic voices. Like you you recognize the voice before the person. Like Emmett Walsh who who played George, and then yeah, the Brian Wilmery played Ernie. Um, I I remember them both being in Home Improvement at one point. As just random yeah. side characters, but what else? What else was he in as like a kids movie? He wasn't. He wasn't SpongeBob, which we weren't allowed to watch. <laughs> he was on the Billing Vol show. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Do you know Jennifer Lawrence was in that? I I forgot. I forgot she was. I I, I remember finding that out like years later because I remember <laughs> you had a DVD of like season yeah. one of it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that show's good. I don't care. That's there's some trashy TV back in the day, and if you if you're giving me the Bill Ingvall show over Reba, I'm picking Bill Ingvall show. Ah, oh, you can't hate on Reba. I love me some Reba, but uh, <laughs> okay, fine. If you're giving me an option of Reba and According to Jim, I'm picking Reba. Oh, and I'm definitely picking Bill Ingvall show over <laughs> According to Jim. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. According to Jim, is the most mediocre sitcom it ever is. made. It really is. I, you know, he <laughs> is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Roseanne's like, pretty buns. You either like like Roseanne or you like actively dislike it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Like, there's just nothing to say about According to Jim. <laughs> I can't. Let's, Who, let's, let's if you listen to this, this podcast and you own all 
six seasons of According to Jim on DVD. <laughs> Please let us know why you own those DVDs. <laughs> like it's on TV and sometimes, you know, there's nothing on and you just leave it there. And it's just like, I mean, I guess this is what we got. And Dude, I'm looking at the pictures and I can't even recognize any piece. Of, I, I can't recognize one person from his family. Just okay, he has eight. There's eight seasons of According to Jim. Oh my goodness. 182 episodes. King. Of, okay, so this was around the same era as like early to mid 2000s. Crappy TV shows like <laughs> not. I'm not saying they were crappy. Some of them are good. Like everybody loves Raymond. Great, great show. King of Queens. Excellent. Slight, show. Excellent. It, it's slightly mediocre, to be honest. No, no, no. Everybody loves Raymond. It's oh, like okay. Okay. Top yeah. five sitcoms of all time. I mean, I would, but, I would agree with that. Everybody King, loves Raymond Slaps, and King of Queens is mediocre, but it's still better than it's. It's better than According to Jim, but not as good as Everybody Loves Raymond. Right. I'll put and it. There, I think know? King of Queens is overrated. I think people liked it a little too much. Uh, married yeah. with children. <laughs> Never watched that. Well, that's that's like eighties and early nineties. Yeah, but yeah. But we've got Reba, which started in oh one, ended in oh seven. Classic Reba, just like low quality Reba. TV shows. Oh, well, well Reba, that was star. on the WB. That was on the yeah. WB. Yeah, like it's that was a little bit lower quality here. Yeah, even though even though it had one of my favorite shows on it, Smallville. We can talk more about Reba next week when we cover that movie. Okay. Reba's special, Reba's big film. Reba's got a cameo in the movie that we're going to cover next week. It's a little, little sure hint. Does. Now I really want to watch According to Jim. Said no one ever. Nobody says that. And that's the thing. You can have like a mediocre show and it's like, oh, well, it didn't make it past the first season or two. No, this show ran for eight seasons, and I don't know why. I don't know. Anyway, that's our rant on According to Jim. This is the equivalent to like, what are we going to watch? Or, what, are, Mom, where are we going to eat? Can we order pizza? And she'd be like, no, we got food at home. That's what this is as a show. <laughs> According yeah, and to the Jim. food at home is baked chicken. <laughs> oh, hey, Jonathan, I made good baked chicken the other day. Did I'm you? just going to say it. Um, if you roast it on a wire rack, then it doesn't get all soggy. It gets nice and crispy, and it's basically like a chicken wing. Okay. But I figured I'd let you know that. Mom, if you're listening, Speak. sorry. You you know how we feel about baked chicken, but <laughs> kind of mastered it. <laughs> Speaking of food, uh, anytime I think about like blue cheese, I think of this movie. Yeah, I, I forgot how much, how prevalent blue cheese is in this movie. I was... <laughs> I love how he and this is going back to him like on the beach like questioning life and he's talking to his to his friend or his cousin Cisco and he's just like oh, there were so many signs how did I not see it and he's like he's like what are you talking about it's like blue cheese I love blue cheese and my family <laughs> hates it like and what like, the world <laughs> I love blue cheese <laughs> I I also love how he like randomly cracked his neck all around and then that was the only connection like that cracking your neck a lot and your blue cheese love that's better than a dna test with a thunder jack it is um, that's all you needed 
that you had to have some resemblance because you're, there's no guessing. <laughs> I just love how Thunderjack went to the general store to pick up like 20 pounds of blue cheese. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody but, uh, needs I as g- much blue cheese as I do. I guess people there stock up though. They don't. Yeah. He doesn't go sense. into town all that much. That makes sense. In Antarctica, they uh, stock up once a year. Wow. That's... And they have to like a whole shipment of like a million meals. Hmm. They keep it in a huge warehouse freezer. Fun fact. Did you know that um, their refrigerators in Antarctica actually heat up food? Hmm. That that would make sense. It does make sense, but it's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> I love Antarctica. And Ted is a perpetual 12 year old. Like he's such a baby in this. <laughs> he He acts like a toddler that didn't get his way. Mm-hmm. especially the blue cheese moment. He's like, nobody oh, can yeah. eat as much as I do. <laughs> and there's that scene when he, he confront confronts Thunderjack outside his, yeah, his little hut. I don't know if he lived in that or if ice he was just hanging hut. out there. He was ice, he was fishing. ice fishing. Yeah, yeah. I was confused as to if that was his house or not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, yeah. Even in that scene, he has like a back of back and forth. And he's like, you're a stubborn fool. No, you're a stubborn fool. And it's just like back and forth for like five minutes until Thunderjack just starts laughing. <laughs> but nobody can eat as much blue cheese as I can. And he just steals the man's blue cheese. We didn't come into this thinking that Cuba Gooding Jr. was the best actor to ever live. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's won an Oscar. He has He's won an Oscar for best actor. He's he won a an Oscar for best supporting role in the movie Jerry Maguire. What Cuba Gooding Jr. is like a weird one where he I think he does he can do the comedy pretty well, mm-hmm. but he's he also has a lot of serious roles, and I haven't seen a whole lot. I, I feel I like remember, I'm more familiar with his funny stuff. I know of that Rat Race Radio. Um, I I was at Noni's one time, and we were watching. It was on TV, and it was something like he was a he was a diver. Or something like he was a scuba. Diver. Oh yeah, there's. I think Justin so, like, had this movie. Yeah, it was called Men of Honor. Yeah, yeah, that's something that was like a that. good movie. I remember that. Yeah, he was a good actor in that. But this yeah. movie, he's 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 not trying unless he's like told to act like a twelve year old. No, he's just you know, hey, this is a Disney movie, you know. I guess. And, uh, but he just sounds so whiny all the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always thought he was funny because. I mentioned there's three three scenes that I always think about in this movie. Mm. I mentioned one. One was that dumb like dream sequence with the dogs. Yeah. Um, the second one is the the hit by thunder line and basically the reading of the will in the in the bar. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one is Cuba Gooding Jr. shaking his butt at Demon. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the house. Yeah. And the honorable mention is the ending scene with Cisco. When he pulls up next to the bus and yeah. cracks his neck. And he's like, I think he's the true winner of this movie, to be honest. Like, Wait, he cracked his neck? <laughs> yeah. That's a theory That's there. Thunder Maybe Jack's he's... thing. Oh, no. Wait, you had to throw a wrench into things by cracking your neck, Cisco. Come on. Cracks his neck, smiles at the camera. He's got his, his face on that the was, buses. That was a good ending right there. Yeah. I always remember that ending. <laughs> um. Okay. So the bar, the bar scene, whenever he, in, in the will, Lucy was like, okay, bar, pour a round of wild turkey on me. 
Uh, as a uh, innocent little 10 year old or however I was in kindergarten when this movie came out. So it's like mm-hmm. six, six years old. I didn't know what whiskey was. I thought wild Turkey was some specialized drink that they made in Alaska. Like it was some Alaskan cultural drink that they drank there. Like, cause that, that was around the time that, uh, I learned that. Or, so our older brother, Justin had gone to Canada. That was around the time where he told me, he's like, yeah, they just drink maple syrup just out of a glass yeah. there. I was like, what? <laughs> that sounds amazing. So I, I figured it's like some sort of like maple syrup type drink. Uh, but I always wondered why it was in such tiny cups. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I know that it's whiskey, I understand why it's in tiny cups. But as a child, I was like, okay. Why are they drinking such tiny cups? Could she not afford to <laughs> pay for an entire round for everybody? <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, I guess she, she, uh, couldn't afford that much, you know? She didn't even have indoor plumbing. That was my question in this whole movie is like, do all these people really live without indoor plumbing? <laughs> I guess I, can't so. Im- I cannot imagine living in like less than zero degree weather. And having to go out to an outhouse. To outhouse. Yeah, they're just <laughs> savages out there. <laughs> then he goes to the cabin. And yeah, I like, basically he goes to the, the cabin basically with the intention of like, oh, I'm going to sell all this stuff. Let me look up the Kelly Blue Book on this. <laughs> but he kind of takes a look around and it's like, he finds the dogs. It's like, why why wouldn't they have you know, it's like he has, he's, he's there for a while before they come out or anything like that and bother him. Mm-hmm. That didn't really make sense. Like why'd they, one of them's just sitting in a cabinet randomly, just waiting for him to open it and scare him. Yeah, that makes no sense. Like, is that where he normally <laughs> hangs out? <laughs> like Nana comes up and. I love Nana. Know. She is such a sweet dog. She's just hungry. She like moves the, the bowl yeah. to him. So I talked about like not liking Barb that much. Yeah. So with her story, like where, at what point does she like start liking him? Cause it didn't really make sense to me. Like I thought she was kind of annoyed with him. And then all of a sudden she like shows up at the cabin the next day. And it's like, Oh, I thought we'd go on a picnic. I mean, I, yeah. I guess the only thing is, is like, they don't really have that many people there. Like who is she going to date? Those two I know. Punks? Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> She's like, Oh wow. <laughs> a doctor. <laughs> but then she just pops out of nowhere half the time like half the time she enters a scene just walking from the woods and he's in the middle of nowhere i she's she is a stalker yeah i got those vibes too (laughs) but it 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 works it's fine she's the tour guide of tolketna is tolketna an actual city i want to know that while you're looking that up Another thing I thought was kind of interesting was, I guess it's a small town, so it's just like, I don't know, she's, she works at that bar, but then like she's always like hanging out all the time. It's like, well, who's at the bar? Yeah. <laughs> and did it mention, did did she like work for Lucy? Did like Lucy own so, the bar or something? I think she, Lucy might have worked for her. Or the other way around. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. She might have owned the bar. That's probably more likely because she was older. He, Either way, I guess she was running it, but but then like at the end, spoiler alert, when you know 
Ted Ted moves up there and starts a dental practice. She's like working there. She's like a receptionist yeah. at the dental place. It's like, what'd she do with the bar? She doesn't need it. She's getting paid well. I remember watching this movie and actually having a conversation with mom about what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I actually was considering being a, a dentist at this point because uh-huh. it made it look so cool. Like he was, his, his life was legit. I mean, yeah. I said, I was talking to her and I said, maybe I'll be a kid's dentist because then you won't have that horrible, gross teeth. And she said, if you're going to, if you're going to be a dentist, you're going to have to deal with mostly disgusting teeth. (laughs) (laughs) I said, dang it. Maybe I won't be that because I don't want to throw up on accident. (laughs) I'd be fine. I think my arms are hairy enough to be a dentist. (laughs) I'm good at small talk with kids. Hey, you're going to school? Are you, uh, are you, you playing ball? Huh? Nah? All right. All right. Well, cool. See you in another. See you in six months. Are you going, are you applying for any schools? Huh? Make, make sure you floss. If I had a nickel every time I told someone that. Uh, this just in. Talketna is an actual city in Alaska. Interesting. It's in the center of it, which is kind of crazy. So I got a question for you here. If you showed up, at this house, would you just randomly decide, oh, I'm going to like chain these dogs up and together and try and mush? Uh, no, I would not. <laughs> but I, it wouldn't be the furthest from my mind. I mean, if people do that, <laughs> and if you got a sled, I would be curious. Yeah. I said chained up, but <laughs> earlier, but yeah, harnessed up. <laughs> and uh, he's got them in the wrong order. There's, a, there's the right balance. You got to have the, do- the right dogs in the right order yeah. to get peak performance so they're not fighting each other. So I guess Barb. Chemistry. She, Chemistry. Barb pops up and she's like, hey, you want to go on a picnic? And he's like, no, I'm mushing today. She's like annoyed. It's oh, like, yeah, fine. that was so stupid. She shot her shot and everything. <laughs> she was trying so hard to go out with him and have a nice day. And <laughs> he drives all the way out to the, the cabin. Oh, it's I'm mushing today. Fine. <laughs> the whole day? I would have been like, I didn't even know what I was doing anyway. Sure, let's go eat. Let's go hang out. <laughs> Maybe you could show me how to mush and we can mush to the picnic. She probably just had a bowl of slump in there though for him. Probably. Yo, slump though. <laughs> I can't I just wanna it, it makes me want to eat Denty More stew, and I don't even like Denty More stew that much. That's not <laughs> good. This podcast is brought to you by Denty More stew. When there's nothing else in the pantry. <laughs> well, when we cover bench warmers, that one will be sponsored by oh, Timor. Yeah. Stew. <laughs> That'll be a spring one for sure. So he goes on the whole hunt of like trying to find his father and Barb doesn't tell him like right away. So cycle. How many yeah, other brothers are in this town? <laughs> he's like, well, including you, two. <laughs> so he's like, Should be right. easy enough. So I, I really like this scene. And he shows up at this guy's house, Arthur. One of, the, one of the town people. But yeah, I really like that scene. He's like, you must be Ted. I've been waiting so long for this. <laughs> He's me like, too. me too. There's been so much pain through the years. <laughs> I felt it too. <laughs> like, now, should I sit on the chair or would it be better if I lied down? <laughs> Where, wherever. <laughs> so, it's like, all right, all right. I think it's my number three mower. It's in the bed. And the line is like, it's my left rear molar. 
villain fell out a couple years ago, and now it's purple. <laughs> now it's purple. It's a, a real rotten odor. <laughs> Maybe it's infected. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're telling me this because? <laughs> I am so glad I don't work a job that is so useful to people that, that need instant information like that. Like, I feel so <laughs> bad for experts in that field. Oh, you're a dentist? Check out this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're telling me this because... Like, aren't you a dentist and aren't Ted's you like, my father <laughs> I love this line it's like if I say yes do I get a discount <laughs> yeah you know what he could be uh, he could be Cisco's father he's just as funny as him but he's not a netcracker so <laughs> yeah I love when he tells his mom later on on the phone he's like I don't remember the exact line but it's like oh and my father's white <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she like she pass out? Like, how did she not know? Come on. <laughs> She's like, well, it does explain a lot. <laughs> Explains why you're such a big fan of Michael Bolton. <laughs> okay, that was a good good part of that dream sequence when Michael Bolton's there yeah. <laughs> talking to him. <laughs> I did not even know who Michael Bolton was when I saw this movie or not anything like I that. Not until I saw this movie. I, I, I actually think a lot of my pop culture education to a lot of kids' movies. I didn't really get that until i watched it this time really yeah so with thunder jack his whole his whole like plot in this whole movie is like when he when he gets some of them dogs <laughs> just i like, know i'll go 400 <laughs> and he knows the whole time he's just such a bad dude <laughs> he never he never breaks down he does at the end yeah. Until until his leg is broken and he's come to save him then he's like oh <laughs> all right and then he gives them this business of like, it's like, I've always said that I, any man that doesn't tell the truth is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that makes he's sense. He's the one that's been acting like a cheap <laughs> chiseler this whole time. I love, I love the insult, you cheap chiseler. <laughs> it's, it's been a long time since we watched this. So I, I was trying to, I, I remember the movie, you know, ending up with this, you know, the Arctic, what's the competition called? The Arctic, uh, oh, Arctic challenge, the Arctic challenge. And so as I was watching it, I was like, oh, oh is Ted like preparing to like, is he going to get convinced into competing in this challenge? Cause that, that's what I thought he was going to do. And then I realized yeah. oh, he goes back yeah. home. And the only reason he, he goes out there anyway is cause it's cause he's trying to rescue his dad. But yeah, um, the great. whole time he was like, he was like, it's like, oh, he's got a train and everything. And I was like, is he going to actually do this thing? I was like, that's another part where I was like, I wouldn't I wouldn't enter into this thing just because, oh, my mom did it. But that's not even what happened. Hey, you get a you get a trophy for being in last place. So in Miami, three time losers go to prison. <laughs> huh? <laughs> but anyway, finally, he uh, he does end up leaving the dogs. To Thunder Jack, he goes home. And like you were saying, he's just like talking to his mom and all this. She's like, so how was it? And you still love me, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is it that like prompts her to like drop the picture of his mom? She, does she just get emotional like seeing his mom, like an actual picture or something, and she like drops it? I think she's just being clumsy. I think she's just being yeah. clumsy. So from this point on, he decides that uh, he was lied to by his father. Yeah. So he's like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm gonna go to fly all the way to Alaska and confront him, even if he's on the yeah. race. Because he knew he was racing. <laughs> I guess he's going to yeah. wait for him to finish. But uh, 
But then like 12 hours after he flies, his mom shows up into Alaska. <laughs> For what reason, may I ask? What is the point? Obviously, Alaska is a really cool place to go to. But why do you need to be there? She, well, and, she and at that, she also has to bring a tin of cookies everywhere she goes. Yeah. And there's not enough time that passes in between because it's not like she would have found out that he was in danger or anything like right. that. That he was going out there. Um, another kind of plot hole, though, with that whole thing is the first time he flies out there, he gets to the airport and on the overhead speaker, it's like, you know, last flight to Toltecna or whatever. Tolketna. Tolketna. <laughs> and I I believe it's it. Either George says it or it's on like an overhead speaker. It says like the, they only fly out there like once a month. I feel like I remember that in being said at one point in some passing dialogue yeah. or something like that. So yeah. it's like maybe he was gone for a month looking for him. You think? <laughs> There's no way he was even there. He was just going there for the weekend. So how does he get back to Miami? And then he drives him back and then he gets back to Miami and then he goes back pretty, you know, within 24 hours. Hmm. And then not only that, but then his mom follows him too. So I'm like, is George just flying back and forth (laughs) doing all these extra runs? I guess. I don't know. (laughs) He's got nothing better to do. Yeah, he does. He's got like 12 jobs in that town. Fair point, fair point. And you know that if any of them did die in this movie, he would have been, you know, the the guy at the funeral home. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. <laughs> he was the one doing the will. But yeah, uh, Thunderjack, he decides to do the uh, Arctic Challenge one last time. That's why he wanted the dogs. He's getting too old. He's like, I'm just going to do it one more time. And uh, he gets greedy, and uh, he gets to one of the checkpoints during the race and decides to go out in the middle of the night and try and get a head start over the uh, the uh, the other guy, the Powerade sponsor guy. I don't even know his name. <laughs> I just I just love that he gets hit over the head with, like, the frozen Powerade at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I always remember that scene when they dump the cooler, and it's just... A frozen block of pot power. Gonna win. I'm fine with him winning. They don't care. I don't. I, I, yeah. He's he is so. The the reason he is in this is so that they could have a Powerade sponsor. That's yeah. the only reason he's in this movie. And why am I talking like Ben Shapiro? That is the only reason he's in this movie. And uh, facts do not care about your feelings. I'm sorry. They just. Don't. Um. They just don't. Uh, the only reason he was in this movie is because of a Powerade sponsorship, and they wanted to make money. Uh. Nevertheless, it was funny. It uh, it, 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 it was very funny, uh, but uh, no, uh, not for me. Uh, I'm a Thunderjack stan. <laughs> and this this movie had kind of like a the ending of the race. It's like kind of a cool runnings ending. It's like mm-hmm. oh, they finished last, and that it's pride that they finished the race, and even though they're last, and no one no one actually cared about the winning team. You know, it, it's about not about the destination. It's about the journey. And uh, Ted, he uh, he's like, I know where he is. <laughs> I know he'd been he'd been rescued there before earlier. He memorized his he memorized every coordinate that he was at. Yes, I know how to get there. Sure you do, Ted. Sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it been like? Two weeks? You think yeah. you're an expert? <laughs> before we move on, before we move on, before we move on, I want to talk about uh, the French guy, 
that won the race. Uh, I love how when they stopped at the rusty point checkpoint, uh, he was just in his tent eating a candlelight dinner of lobster yeah. in his tent. It that's a pretty good power move. I, I immediately thought to myself, could be the move, could be the, could move. Be the move. And and Thunderjack has the comment. He's like, "What kind of man eats before he feeds his dogs?" He got knocked. He got penalized twenty minutes for that. Is that what they said? Yeah. He's not even worried about it. <laughs> he don't care. He knows he's going to win. There's only three people racing. <laughs> it's him, Thunderjack, and Bill Murray's brother. <laughs> and the guy that loses every year. And yeah. and that's the worst part of this. It's like he does he's he's lost his, you know, his chance to be last this year. Yeah. He's second now. I mean, he already had a 3 P, so it's okay. Everything comes comes full circle here with uh with Thunder Jack in the cave, he finds out the that he did basically all the flamp family drama <laughs> secrets, mm-hmm. the hallmark part of the story. But uh he earns his he earns Thunder Jack's respect here as as he uh he makes his way out there, finds him, and he uh Not bad for Greenhorn, is it? Yeah, not bad. And we find out why Demon is such a brat all the time, because he's got a toothache. Yeah. And only one person for that job. Not the trained, not the trained dog veterinarians that were checking him out at as the race. Oh, that's just old, <laughs> good old demon. <laughs> Gnawing at his collar, eh? Yeah, I think I know what that is. <laughs> Look, he has patience. That gnaw at the collar. When they... <laughs> hmm, I'm a professional. Let me handle this. And he had to bite him on the ear to let him do it. Had to be that yep. alpha dog. Yep, yep. But uh, he pulls the tooth, and then, and then on their way, their way back, he's got he's got <laughs> Thunderjack up, all bundled up in the sled. <laughs> that was making his way to the finish line. Oh, crap. Well, that was secure as crap because they fall yeah. off a cliff, and he does not fall out of that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a dude's frozen to it. <laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think, like, was that extra little part? Like necessary, just like that last little bit of danger. Like, yeah, they just he finds him. I feel like it was needed, but at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, they're gonna make it out alive. Oh, they would not have made that out alive. I don't care how strong or how heavy eight dogs are. Not in real life. No way. (laughs) That's not how physics works. Thunder Jack would have fallen out of that. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. They would have died. Yes. But, but they didn't. It's a Disney movie, so they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they just got really bad boo-boos, to quote <laughs> George of the Jungle. Oh. <laughs> Man, we've quoted so many movies today. We're quoting every other movie in this episode. Weirdly, okay, so I have been getting, I have got a request from our past listeners. Uh, yeah? I I did have a request saying that Lately, we haven't been quoting holes as much, and we used to do that in every single movie or every single episode. So I think we need to find a, a holes quote. Uh, well, that's too dang bad. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you keep digging. So we need to we need to keep uh keep that in mind for our next episodes. Is that we need to get that holes quote in. That's right. That's right. We're gearing up for this big holes episode, and uh, 
What would be what? One day. Long? I don't know. <laughs> Joe Rogan length. <laughs> yeah. Well, before this episode gets to be three hours long, the dogs pull pull uh, Thunderjack and, and Ted over the over the side of the cliff, and they make it to the finish line. And I mean, do you really see, you know, this happy ending? Do you really see Ted moving to Alaska? I yeah, I think so. I think he found his true happiness there, and uh, I mean, he found his wife. I don't I, I don't really know the passing of time after that as the epilogue but it doesn't seem like much time has passed and then within like 30 seconds of screen time they're married and they're already having a kid they've got a, a dental and office the, opened and up there's already there's already pups born yeah my favorite demon junior overall this movie you know it's got some great moments i feel like i'm not ready to i'm not like instantly wanting to rewatch it anytime soon <laughs> But, I, could, uh, I could i could i won't <laughs> there's some really really funny scenes in this i feel like it just kind of it just moves from one scene to the next and some of the editing is kind of choppy but you get the basic idea of the story and uh it works and it's still a staple that's for sure so an ice cold staple ice cold faux show okay yeah i guess that's our final thoughts on that movie um oh uh what one final thought before we uh, we end it here. The the movie poster for this. Did you see what the tagline was for it? Mm-mm. I always love finding these out years the later. Taglines are so great. Be so bad. Oh, ready for this? Yeah. Get ready for mush hour. Oh, <laughs> that's right after rush hour. The franchise was being. Yep, rush hour, rush hour two around this time. Oh. That's probably one of the worst ones. Get ready for mush hour. That's so (laughs) bad. So next week, Jonathan, it's your turn to pick the movie. So uh, you got a hint for us or a quote? You know, I think we hinted at it earlier in the episode, and we might just leave it at that. We got a movie coming up, and it does feature a uh, cameo from Reba McIntyre. Reba! (laughs) And uh, here's a clip. All right, so our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman. You can find him on Instagram at Groovy Bridge. Uh, he's lately he's been working on some really neat uh, 3D animation puppetry, and I'm very impressed with it. Uh, but yeah, he's very talented. Go ahead, go ahead and check him out if you have a podcast or any art that you want to get done or you have an envision, but you just can't draw or anything. Hit him up. He's really great. Uh, and if you want to find us on Instagram, you can find us at Inside Quotes Cast. All one word. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a review. Well, Jonathan, that didn't hurt at all. That was pretty good. Yeah, not too bad. A little worse than a tickle. A little less than doing your taxes. <laughs> oh,